Taylor Swift, we'll follow you anywhere. Yes, I'll give we you will. three guesses who we're going to start off with this week. I mean, I only need one, but what an incredibly huge week. We've got Halsey going acoustic, Billie Eilish singing about her brother. We'll be hearing from Billie as well. That's right. Plus, we've got new music from Khalid, Lady Antebellum, Jay Park and Hip Boy, and say it with me, Celine freaking Dion. All of that and more coming your way right now because today is the best day of the week, New Music Friday, and uh -huh. Billboard is here to break down the week's biggest releases. I'm Fernando Ventura. And I'm Chelsea Briggs. Welcome to Billboard's first stream live. Oh my gosh, what a week, Swifties, what a week. Now, Wednesday was November 13th, and we all know that's Taylor Swift's lucky number. Her homage to the 13th was particularly special when she gifted fans with, you know what, let's let Taylor herself explain what exactly went down. There is a new version of Lover coming, a remix featuring someone who I'm such a huge fan of, who I've known for a really long time, and someone that I've always really been dying to collaborate with, so, uh, drum roll please, it is featuring Shawn Mendes. And he has taken Lover and he's rewritten parts of it, um, which I think is so important because I love him as a writer. His take on it is so beautiful. I'm so, so, so excited about this, and I hope you are too. Well, she set that right up for us. Uh -huh. It's like she's doing our job for <laughs> us, Chelsea. I, for one, appreciate that. In fact, Taylor, you have an open co-host invitation. It's here whenever you want it. Come whoa, by. Whoa, 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 whoa. Is she replacing me? <laughs> yes. I mean, hey! no, I was thinking maybe... <laughs> I was thinking maybe a three-person show. I mean, we have room in the studio for a third. Okay, I'm down for that, but don't you even dare think about replacing me, Fernando. You're stuck with me for good. Nope, not okay? thinking about that at all. Not <laughs> thinking about it at all. <laughs> I, I want to add, too, that Taylor officially called this team up with Sean Mendez, A, and this is genius, I personally think, a collaboration. I mean... Uh, see what she did there. Yeah, what more needs to be said, except... Here's Taylor and Sean on the Lover remix. It is so good. It is elevated, and I'm so here for it. The girl in my story has always been you. I'd go down with it, satanic, it's true for you. Meanwhile, on Thursday, we got some not-so-great news from Taylor on social media. Four months ago, of course, Scooter Braun acquired the Scott Borchetta-founded Big Machine label group. Yeah. And with it, six of Taylor Swift's albums. So yesterday, the singer posted that her upcoming AMA's performance and a Netflix documentary about her are, quote, a question mark, Oof. unquote. According to Taylor, I've been planning to perform a medley of my hits throughout the decade on the show. Scott Borchetta and Scooter Braun have now said that I'm not allowed to perform my old songs on television because they claim that would be re-recording my music before I'm allowed to next year. So much drama. So she also, yeah, it is a lot of drama. She also says they're not allowing Netflix to use her older music or performance footage either. Hmm. Taylor closed that by asking her fans to let the guys know how they feel about this. The hashtag I stand with Taylor was quickly trending on Thursday evening. There was, though, more good news to come for fans this week, I have to say, because on Friday we got a brand new single from Taylor called Beautiful Ghosts. Now, it's for the upcoming big screen adaptation of Cats. Taylor stars in the film, of course, as Bombalarina. She's singing in character here, and she actually co-wrote the song with none other than the legendary Andrew Lloyd Webber. Let's hear some of Beautiful Ghosts right now. Born into nothing At least you have something Something to cling to 
is set to hit theaters nationwide on December 20th. And when Taylor sat down recently with Zane Lowe for Apple Music's Beats One, she explained how she got involved with the project directed by Tom Hooper. I'm so happy I got to do this. I really wanted to work with Tom Hooper. I know that he records live and he films and records your vocals live. It's such an interesting thing to me and I wanted to see him work. I had actually uh, done screen tests for Les Mis Really? Had met when? him through that process, like 2012. Really? Yeah. You went for it? Yeah. And so basically when I was approached this time, it was a straight up offer. In that same interview, Tater spoke a little bit about a certain artist that she admires. So let's let our new co-host tee up our next artist. Hey, third co-host, thanks. I love right now, you know, out there we have amazing creators like Halsey. Like Halsey's an amazing writer and she speaks up for what she cares about and she's very vocal about things and we have these very fierce women out there. It's amazing time. It's so good. Well, thank you, Taylor, for that yes. introduction as we head next into Graveyard with Halsey. That song was the second single that we heard from her upcoming third studio album, Manic. That's set to drop in January. And this week, Halsey delivered a stripped-down acoustic take on Graveyard, along with a music video of the singer performing live in Nashville. Let's take a listen to it. But that's not the only live take of Graveyard that we got this week. Uh -uh. As Halsey teamed up with Lady Antebellum, this is a very interesting pairing, for a down-tempo country version at the CMA Awards. It's super cool. I know when you go down on your darkest roads, I would have followed all the way to the graveyard. When we first heard Graveyard in September, Halsey sat down with Zane Lowe to talk about the track and also tease what to expect for the album. This song, it's called Graveyard, but it's not scary. The scariest thing about it's sad. it. It's sad. It's emotional. It's very sad. I'm good at sad. You are good at sad. I'm also good at disguising sad, I think, where you don't know it's sad. The song is me saying, is an acknowledgement of the positions that I put myself in. Um, that could have caused me or my life, you know, a, a, any kind of uh, harm. It's accountability. It's very personal for me. This is one of my first albums that I feel like I'm really writing from just Ashley. Very candid perspective. Um, you know, my family's heard the album and they get really emotional every time they hear it because, you know, they hear their daughter or their sister or whoever singing back to them instead of Halsey. What if I'm trying? Now, as we just heard there, Halsey also joined Lady Antebellum at the CMAs to perform the group's stirring What If I Never Get Over You, which just reached number 10 on Billboard's Country Airplay chart. Now, it is also the lead single from the new Lady Antebellum album we received this week called Ocean, which is the group's first set on their label, BMLG Records, after over a decade with Capitol Records Nashville. Billboard's Annie Reuter sat down with the trio recently and found out that the change was necessary so the band could have freedom to take more artistic risks. Fair enough. Here's Lady Antebellum's Charles Kelly. Well, we had honestly an amazing run with Capital. We just felt like it was time for a fresh perspective 
honestly. We just wanted a little bit more of a boutique feel, uh, you know, uh, where we could maybe be someone's new, n- new pet for a while, for, for lack of a better way of saying it. Now, Charles went on to explain that this move allowed them to be more vulnerable and honest than ever before in their songwriting, and he broke down the key tracks that set the theme for the album. Be Patient and My Love was definitely the first song that we knew we wanted to cut. It kind of set the tone of honesty. Might I drink too much wine? Might I said something that I just can't take back? Yeah, you can hear Be Patient and My Love go, okay, he must have been struggling with some, some drinking and finding his spirituality and, and that. You know, I really was. And, you know, it was funny. That song kind of, I think, led to the rest of it. You know, it led to hearing Ocean and going, this is, we're starting to actually create a theme here. Mm-hmm. You know, a theme of honesty and vulnerability. And, uh, you know, it might not be for everybody, but it's where we are right now. Like a lighthouse I've been shining bright Through the dark for the both of us All right, hold everything because we have another surprise release from my girl Camila Cabello. So the romance era is definitely in full swing now, and the singer's latest track from the project is living proof of that. Get it? It arrived on Friday, and let's not delay this any longer. Here's a little of Camila's living proof. The song dropped following the announcement that Camila's sophomore album, Romance, will arrive on December 6th. She'll also kick off a 26-date North American tour on July 20th in Vancouver. Now, besides Living Proof, so far we've heard Senorita, Shameless, Liar, Cry For Me, and Easy from the new album. You know, I actually spoke to Camila recently for Amp Radio in Los Angeles and found out how exactly she picks the track she wants to release as singles. Here's Camila. These songs are pretty recent. And I think that that is very, you know, that influences my choice a lot. Like, I think when I'm emotionally connected to a song, then it makes me want to pick want to pick that song. <laughs> when I'm emotionally connected to it and I'm like, this is what's going on in my life right now. This is like the most recent story. I feel like that's usually the ones that I put out because I think that if I put out a song that had nothing to do with what I was going through right now, I just don't feel like it would be that fun. Ah, it's everything I wanted, everything you wanted. Well, everything really we all wanted. More Billie Eilish yes, music. Yes, yes. yes. The song dropped on Wednesday, and yes, the title is Everything I Wanted. The track arrives after a whirlwind year for the 17-year-old, who snagged a number one Billboard 200 album with When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go? And a Hot 100 chart topper for the infectious bad guy. Make your mama sad type, make your girlfriend mad type, might seduce your dad type, I'm the bad guy. As for Everything I Wanted, it was co-written with the singer's number one collaborator, her older brother, Phineas. Uh The song is a sad one, but it's also a sweet tribute to the sibling's tight bond and how that helps in dark times. Let's listen to a little of Everything I Wanted.
Billy talked about everything I wanted with Zane Lowe on New Music Daily for Apple Music's Beats One this week. And here's what she had to say. The song has so many meanings. Like every lyric in that song has a very specific meaning and like specific instance that it was written about. So, I mean, I deadass want to just like sit down and like write what every single line means just for myself, even if it's never shared with anybody. But what satisfies me so much about the song is that it's not me on fame. It's me talking about how sometimes everything you wanted is not what you actually should. You know what I mean? Like it might not be exactly how you dreamt it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Speaking of Billie Eilish collaborators, see, Ooh, everything I know where ties we're going in. here. Yeah, everything is just sort of weaving into the other yes. this week. We're moving on now to Khalid, My whose favorite. album Free Spirit. You discovered Khalid. I'm giving I you mean, the credit. I mean, kind of. Well, I don't know if I can <laughs> take that credit, but I definitely interviewed him before his album came out. So we have a very special bond. Now, you know about his album Free Spirit that debuted at number one on the Billboard 200. Khalid's on his Free Spirit World Tour as we speak. And on Thursday, he dropped a surprise track that he recorded on the road called I Love Chelsea. I mean, up all night. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> now, as we mentioned, Khalid has worked with Billie Eilish, linking up with her for Lovely, a melodramatic single that came out in April. So good. Turn me to pieces. Skin up on welcome And Khalid is definitely hoping to team up with Billy again in the future as, well, I don't mean to brag and make this about me, but he did tell me this <laughs> at this year's Billboard Music Awards, Fernando. Take a listen. Your friend, Billie Eilish, also oh, debuted yeah. at number one on the Billboard oh, 200. God. How does that feel to have some, I mean, you guys are buds, and we that's got to be so cool. It. We got to give it up for Billie Eilish because she is killing it, and she's handling herself so well, and I'm just so proud of her because I know how hard her and Finney is, her mom and her dad, how hard they work. Uh, and so it's really good to see everything pay off in her favor, and she's a rock star. And, I mean, I can't wait to see her here next year sweeping oh, every single sure. thing, sweeping it all. And maybe you guys performing together because by that time you'll have another song out together. Come on, yeah, let's put that out there. I was, I come, she already knows what's up, so she knows I would love to work with her again. Here's a little of Celine Dion talking with NBC's Today Show in September about Courage, her first English album in six years, which arrived this week. It's her first since the death of her husband three years ago. Celine went on to explain how that experience formed the backdrop for the album. Courage was representing the whole losing my husband, losing my manager, my kids losing their father, and to find the strength to keep going because I wanted to. After ending her, get this, 16-year Las Vegas residency Ooh. in June, that's wild, Selena's back on the road and showing no signs of slowing down. She began her Courage World Tour in September in Quebec, and then in October, she made her first U.S. stop in Cleveland, Ohio. Gail King was at the show and talked to Selena about it on CBS This Morning. It's the thing that was so interesting, look at the audience. Younger, older, male, female, black, white. I mean, all Do you different know how ages. how much it makes me feel? No, I don't. I and don't also, know. it's yeah. like I'm so proud. 
And you know who else was in Cleveland for the big event, Fernando? Oh, I know who was there. We, uh-huh. We've got people everywhere for We Billboard. definitely do. <laughs> Billboard gets around in the best way. Uh-huh. It was Billboard's own Denise Warner, who we actually have here with us right now. Denise, you were right there in Cleveland for the opening night of Celine's tour in the U.S., so... Tell us everything. We're dying to know. What was it like? It was amazing. I've seen her before. I saw her Vegas performance, and it's different than that, and it adapts well to more of an arena stage, but the audience was electric. They loved her. She just puts on a really great performance. She knows how to interact with her band, with the audience. And also, she had drones. Who knew? Drones? Um, okay, wait. You, hold on. Don't. We can't just go right past the drones. We. What, what are the drones doing during Celine Dion's show? So, it's during her encore when she performs my favorite Celine Dion song, which is My Heart Will Go On. Obviously, one of her biggest hits. And the drones come out and they're just kind of dancing around in the air is the best way that I can describe them. And there's lights on each of them. They sort of fly around. And then at the end, one flies into her hand and she sort of lets it go as if it were the heart of the ocean. So um, it it was very well done. Um, Tell us what you think the standout tracks are uh, for you on the new album. You know, I got a sneak peek, so I've heard some things uh, (laughs) a few times. You know, my favorite, I will admit, is probably the title track, which is Courage, which has been out for a little bit. It does seem like a lovely tribute to her late husband, um, and it's a beautiful song. I really like Nobody's Watching and Baby. They're sort of more upbeat, but still kind of a harder vibe from Celine. Not as soft or as like loving as you're kind of used to with some of her bigger songs, but they're really okay. they're really great. I really like them, so I recommend those. K-Town from a Jay Park and Hit Boy EP team up that no one would have expected. Did you expect Mm-mm. it, Chelsea? No, Mm-mm. I really didn't at all. Appropriately enough, the English language project bringing together the U.S. and Korean hip-hop scenes is called This Wasn't Supposed to Happen. So how did it happen? How did it Billboard's happen? Billboard's Jeff Benjamin exclusively revealed the EP last week and spoke to Jay, Rock Nation's first Korean-American artist about how the project came about. Here's what he had to say. Well, I mean, it was never planned. It was never planned. It was just kind of like a session that, you know, Law set up from Rock Nation. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, the studio vibes were good. And then we had a song that we liked that we, you know, worked on called K-Town. And, uh, yeah, and then he, you know, his boy told me to come back for another session and another session. And then we just kind of, like, worked very smoothly, very well together. And we t- it turned out, like, we got, like, six songs in, like, a week. One session turned into EP, so it was never something planned, it was just something that organically happened, so that's why I was like, yo, this wasn't supposed to happen. Jay also spoke about why K-Town most represents his sound today. You know, out of all the the rappers, or 
a lot of artists, not everybody can speak about K-Town because they're not Korean. So it's something uniquely only to me. So that's why I feel like it definitely kind of just represents um, just me as an artist and, and kind of the sound I'm going for the best. We actually have Billboard's Jeff Benjamin on the line right now to tell us more. So Jeff, okay, let's talk about this EP, how it came together and what it means to have these two artists teaming up. I think it's a really, really exciting project. I mean, uh, on one hand, yes, they do come from very different worlds, but you know, I think it's the music um, truly that, that does unite them. I mean, Jay Parks is a Seattle boy. He's from America. He kicked off his career in Korea and kind of first sound thing there, but you know, he, he's Korean American. He is mm -hmm. definitely someone that represents, um, you know, both Korea and America. And so coming together with, with such a huge name like Hit Boy, I think it's just, it, it's unexpected for sure. And I think Jay kind of talked about that a bit when we um, talked to him, but you know, there's also um, more for him to show for sure. It being an EP, there are, I guess, fewer tracks to choose from here, but which ones do you think are the best ones, the ones that, uh, that are really going to stick and, and stand out? Personally, I, I really like the tracks called uh, Fade Away, which kind of lets... Uh, Jay has a... He has an R&B side to him, um, too. He, he's, he's a good singer as well, and he kind of goes in between singing and rapping, does a little Drake in there. Make this last forever like I'm Keith Sweat. It's my day to day. another track called Renaissance Man, which has some um, clever little shout outs to, to people like Wendy Williams and he kind of gives a shout out to LMA <laughs> and um, I, I think he has a crush on LMA and, and it was really cool to kind of kind of see that um, in the tracks um, and, and I think it's, it's just a really nice treat altogether. Alright, I am now shipping Jay Park and LMA so hard. I'm excited about this. Let's listen to Jay's explanation for where that shout out came from. She was the one like R&B female artist that kind of like was showing up everywhere in every interview on the radio. You know, she had multiple hits on the Billboard, and so I was just like, yo, like LMA, uh, you know, if you like short Asian guys, so. <laughs> Let's pay tribute now to Lesbian Jesus herself. Can we please? She's yes. royalty. In October, Haley Kyoko announced her upcoming project. I'm too sensitive for this. <laughs> which includes <laughs> I love her. <laughs> which includes the single I Wish from earlier this year and this one, Demons. And on Friday, she gave us a new and different taste from the project. The song's called L-O-V-E Me. Let's take a listen. The album drops January 10th, just ahead of Haley's nationwide headlining tour. When announcing the project, she posted this on Instagram. This project is about all of these feelings I've been learning to embrace because they are what make me, well, me and it's dedicated to you. I hope you love them like I love you. Now, speaking of loving her fans, I actually caught up with Haley at the 2018 MTV VMAs, and I asked her what she thinks of the lesbian Jesus title her adoring stands have given her. Let's hear what she had to say. How do you feel about that title? It's sweet. It's very nice. It's the highest honor. Obviously, I don't want to offend anybody, because I don't call myself that, but my fans love it. 
they scream it, they throw bras at me, and I am just a vessel for their feelings. And finally, 17-year-old Toronto singer and musician Ren had just two independently released singles under her belt until Wednesday. Now this week, shortly after being signed by Geffen Records, she dropped her first song with the label, which also serves as the lead single from her debut EP, due early next year. Let's take a listen to Ren's IDC. I don't know man, Fernando, what a show. I mean, between Billie Eilish, Khalid, Taylor Swift, Halsey, all this new music, I literally could have a dance party for the next three weekends uh, and yeah. be good to go. I know. We have a lot of listening to do, more listening to <laughs> do over the weekend. So it's going to be very, very busy. Amazing stars this week on the show. Don't forget to join us every single Friday on Billboard.com for your insider's guide to all the best new music. Until next week, I'm Chelsea Briggs. And I'm Fernando Ventura. We'll see you then on First Stream Live. Go!